Kalimera, Kalispera, whatever time you are watching, this is Mappa. I'm Stel, Thaswe is here, and we have a very special guest, a gentleman that is quite busy on social media. I thought I was busy on social media, but this guy is, is on a different level. He goes to games in Cyprus, he follows Dutch players in Cyprus, he's got a very, very reputable Instagram account. Eric, welcome to the show, mate. How you doing? Yeah, all good. Uh, thanks for, uh, for having me. So, uh, yeah. And uh, hopefully uh, it's going to be a great show. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So we spoke off camera about your uh, journey to Cyprus, but you're following Dutch players. Um, how long have you been following Dutch players in Cyprus? Uh, I would say roughly, roughly about uh, 10 years. Since I moved, I moved down here, you know, because obviously I'm from the Netherlands, and then you follow, uh, well, particularly the Dutch players in the area where you live. Um, and yeah, that, and then since I don't know exactly two years, I think I started the uh, social media account Dutch players in Cyprus, and then uh, yeah, we'll post anything uh, from uh, what what happens actually on, on the pitch and uh, going to the games and uh, yeah, all that uh, sort of stuff. That's right. I'm we spotted the you at the, in general. Yep, we, we <laughs> spotted you at the Omonia Ari game, didn't we? With your Dutch flag. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I made some, uh, I made some custom, uh, customized uh, flags for the for some Dutch guys, uh, but they haven't arrived yet. So once they will, uh, you'll uh, you'll be able to uh, to spot these uh, on the in the ground. <laughs> Brilliant. And have you, you know, developed relationships with any of the Dutch players that have been in Cyprus? Yeah, so I, sp I speak to most of them, you know, and uh, like I say, if, and if I need to, uh, to have uh, access or get a ticket, then they, they will always be happy to give me one. Or if I, if I need one, then uh, you always can sort it out. So that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's nice from them. Excellent, excellent. And you're also working on another project, I believe, called LuxuryCypress.cy. Do you want to tell us about this? Yeah, Luxury Cypress is, is a website that we, we recently started. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's mainly to, to give it in the, in the big picture. It's, it's all about the luxury places that Cyprus has to offer. So this can, is a variety of uh, uh, the, the, the most luxur luxurious hotels, uh, and all that uh, kind of things from luxury cars, yacht rentals. You can you can you can name it and and we will list it. Uh, we're gonna have uh, we made the deal recent, I think three days ago, with a with a property company. Uh, so we will list also like uh, luxury properties, and we shoot it. I think one and a half week ago we shoot the first video in uh, Cap St George Hotel. Uh, and we sh we showed some luxury things like they've got a presidential suite which is nine k uh, a day, which is probably <laughs> the most luxurious uh, room in Cyprus. So th this kind of stuff we will do. We'll make like videos and and, uh, and then this kind of things and maybe other interviews. You know that uh, that can be fitted into the concept of luxury Cyprus. When Lorenzo Abicilio, for example, he came back uh, last year to the second division, the Apo former Apoel player from the Netherlands. And then uh, he contacted us, uh, or me actually, for uh, 
to find him uh, like a villa which we arranged in uh, in the protaros for him so i mean the, the they already know know me and that i have the connections for the like properties and holiday and these kind of stuff if family comes over for example that they that they know the right connections or so yeah basically that <laughs> Lovely. Well, we're going to put the link in the description, everything related to your websites and what you do, including your Instagram, both your accounts. Everything's going to be in the description for our viewers. So, gentlemen, let's start with the weekend's games. We've got a roundup, which we do normally. And um, let's begin with our friends at Ari, who got a 2-0 victory over Ethnigar Achna. Jaden Montnor gave them the lead, the Dutchman, and Struski made it too. Thasso, pretty routine for the champions, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's how it ended up, isn't it? Um, Montnor, Montnor's impressed me a lot since he's uh, since he came in in the summer. Yeah, Montnor, is, it's a really good through ball, long through ball out to Montnor for that first goal, and he proper hits it, smacks it into the back of the net. The uh, Ethnikos Achnas goalkeeper Banai not not got much chance with it. The second goal again is a great finish from Joke. Uh, and you can see again from the goalkeeper he's a bit disappointed to not get to it, but it's again hit with a lot of power. Uh, it's executed well. Uh, but you know, the game was won basically in the first half an hour for Ari. So Spilevsky rang the changes at half time in the 60 minutes, obviously, to get the team prepared better for when they play Betis on Thursday. Um, yeah, it was uh, Gomis and Bengtsson came off uh, at half time, and then Montnor and Struski came off in the 64th minute. And then obviously, in the second half, the intensity from Aris's players reduced to calm down a little bit they, they kind of knew the game was won after that um but then it meant that Achna got into the game a little bit more but the kind of what was weird afterwards was the press conference from the coach at Achna uh, basically claiming that they could have won the game if they'd scored <laughs> if they'd scored their chances in the second half. Now, I had a look at the stats. Vanna Alves had two saves to make. And on top of the two goals that Banai conceded, he also saved four shots. So, you know, let's not shit the bed. Achna could not have won that game. <laughs> Eric, what have you made of Montnor since joining Ari? Obviously, we weren't privy to the player we didn't know much about him did you expect him to come to cyprus and do well or as well as he's done no i i didn't really expect him to come to cyprus obviously because he's a younger player uh, and what you obviously see in cyprus football is that the, the they get the older players and, and also they paid i think nearly 400k for him so uh, but i think it's something that is it's good for uh, for Cypriot football and also, like I say, Montner is of course a player that has specific qualities that Aris can can use really with his speed and technique. And uh, I, I, th I think it's good, like how Aris is approaching it. You know, for for Cypriot football that they try to buy in young players. The only th negative part is that they don't really use Cypriot players, of course. But uh, yeah, that's the other. Uh, uh, side of the story, of course. But, 
it's it's good they they at least they they get younger players in and accept uh, uh, to get like the older ones from from Greece or wherever they they come from that they are on their last uh, last year or two. So I think I think it's a positive change and like I say he's doing well as uh, Tasso said with the uh, in the start of the, the season so far. And what do you make of Spilevsky? Because we know that he came to Cyprus having worked with RB Leipzig and Stuttgart. He got a pretty decent reputation as a youth coach and you being Dutch, you know, all about producing young players. What do you think, or should I say, how far do you think this, this coach can go? I, th I think from what I've seen at Aris, because I, I, I haven't seen him previously when he was in Germany, but the, the, the way he, he tries to play with Aris, it is it is uh, like typical uh, the, the way they, they they like to be approaching the Netherlands or like 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 Belgium that they bit of attacking football. So uh, I could see, I could see him end up in the Netherlands, but of course and but I think may, what is more likely maybe that he, he returns back. Let's say that he gets an offer from a. Uh, uh, a, a team in Germany because obviously he speaks fluent German as well, which is uh, could be a relatively plus plus for him. Well, he speaks more languages, obviously, but uh, it's uh, I, I, I see him go back to maybe top and second Bundesliga, and if he does really well in Europe, maybe there is even a Bundesliga club who, who would like to pick him up because he's a young, talented coach. I, I think. Well, they've got a big game against Betis on Thursday. So we wish them all the best. So fingers crossed, they'll get another three points on the board and keep us happy. Speaking of three points on the board, Abuel beat Salamina by a goal to nil. The, um, the missing Sapinto hasn't been missed by your club, has he, Thasso? He's not. He's not, I see. I mean, we, we seem to be scraping the 1-0 wins despite dominating the teams. Because now... now it, we, we were in control of this game um, throughout. It just, for, for some reason, it's been, it's been a problem for Abuel for a while now, is take as many shots as you can because uh, only one of them is going to end up going in. It's, 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 it's weird. But, you know, Safo hit the post. Dongala had loads of chances. Kvili Daya came on and did his Kvili Daya things, you know. Um, I mean, the team is performing well. Even... Even Fed Fat Cities, you know, we've been going on. Eric has been talking about old has been players who've got like one or two years left joining teams in Cyprus. Fed Fat Cities was the one that I've been saying he's, he's a major one for them. And uh, uh, yeah, even he didn't do too bad uh, off the bench for that game. So, you know, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm impressed with how things are going. So far, happy yeah. days for you. Happy yeah. days for you. Yeah. Happy days also for Luis Ultra, whose Ike beat Garmiodesa by five goals to nil. Uh, Eric, uh, I know Garmiodesa have got a Dutch player. What did you make of Garmiodesa's performance, if you want to call it that? I think uh, from the uh... From the start of the season, let's say, or when, on the time that uh, Punin uh, sold the club, that uh, that it went really downwards with the with the with the club. I, I I can't put my finger on it why, 
because they've got a few players that are have the, the ability to to play this this top level but it, it doesn't come out of course and but I, th I think it's more the things around the club that uh, affects uh, everything on the pitch in my opinion but I don't know uh, what's your view on communities in general but <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, you've got a, a Dutch player at Ajax who was at Feyenoord and he seems to be doing the business at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's had a brilliant start, of course, with his, uh, well, he's technically, as, as long as he's coming close to the pitch with uh, passing and uh, obviously free kicks and uh, shots on goals, he's been already important scoring three goals and I think one or two assists even. So yeah, that's uh, that's I think maybe a, uh, a key uh, a key part for I because that that's what they were missing uh, in the first uh, few games of the season, uh, which hopefully for for them uh, they can climb up the ladder a little bit because they had a bit of a well, rough uh, rough start I, I would say but mm -hmm. yeah for sure and you know we were talking about Ultra signing a new contract a few weeks ago and their results haven't been good since they got a decent draw to be fair against Buffalo before the international break and to be fair Garmiodesa is the kind of club that you want to face when you come back from the internationals unless you're on money obviously um <laughs> you, you you want that kind of team to boost your confidence and you know that's off Fransol hat-trick now He's been going through a bit of a drought at the moment, but I'm pretty certain that this is the start of things to come, I think, anyway. Maybe, maybe, but, um, you know, a lot of players hit rough patches, end up scoring two or three goals, and then end up with a rough patch again. You know, I don't want to name names, but uh, <laughs> Bruno. <laughs> but... Uh, He's... We don't talk about Bruno, my well, guy. <laughs> but but you know, is is when when he's when he's uh, in form, you can see uh, you know nobody can touch him. He's he's a very good player when when he's when he's on on his day. It's just that he needs to be on his day a bit more for for Ajax to succeed. Uh, further in the championship because uh, when he's gone quiet, I have suffered. Uh, you know, you can only you can only get so many bangers from Mark Demers from 30, 40 meters. <laughs> you, know, you need you need somebody a bit closer to the goal to score him sometimes as well, don't you? The, the thing is, if you look at Franco's goal scoring record, he scored four against Ethnigol in the second game of the season. Then he scored two against Othello game week four. He didn't score until game week eight, a hat-trick. So it's not as if he's spreading his eight goals across the season. He's getting hat-trick here, two goals here, four goals here. Yeah, but I, <laughs> so, just 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 name the three teams again he scored against. Okay, okay. God, with the South Hell, are you trying to say he's a flat-track bully? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just saying you said you said somebody somebody's a stat padder. I'm just saying. Oh, Bruno. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but you know. Um, but the thing is, to be fair, right, his goal-scoring record is pretty decent across various yeah. leagues. He got it 47 is. in 80-odd games for Willem Tway, which I think might be the second, might have been their, their B team. It was there. He scored 27 in 70-odd for Villarreal B, 
10 in 40 for Tenerife. No, oh, no, no. He, he, he played in the... Mm. No, he he played in the in the Premier League from the Netherlands because I I watched that uh, a lot. He, he played okay. He, he okay. Really I thought he was playing for like the okay. was close to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He he did really well there. Uh, he was even linked with uh, with big uh, big clubs at the time to to move to um, to Germany or Feyenoord. But th it didn't happen eventually. But uh, I, th I think he scored fourteen or fifteen in that uh, season in the Premier League in the Netherlands. Okay. And obviously, oh, he's, he's, not, he's still like uh, quite good for, for his age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was also surprising that he he moved to uh, to to, to I, but yeah. Well, he was at, wasn't he at Dynamo Kiev before? Was he at Dynamo Kiev? Well, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm looking at the the Ike squad at the moment, and when you see the the plethora of talent they have in attacking areas, you know, Triskovsky is still doing okay, even at 36 years old. Rafa Lopez, you got Farage on the right hand side, uh, Dongia, the the, le the the left winger that's on loan from I think it's Ob in Denmark, if I'm not mistaken. They've got some very very good players in attacking positions, but defensively. I think there's got to be some concerns. I know they kept a clean sheet at the weekend and they kept a clean sheet against Buffalo, but throughout this season they've been leaking goals left, right, and centre. So I don't know. Do you think? Do you think this is a, a team that can tighten things up and move up the table? Uh, I've been. I, I've I've spoken about uh, Ix defensive frailties a lot. So um, what what do you think, Eric? No, I think uh, for in the uh, in the January window, that's that's the they're going to be the main focus for I to uh, to sign uh, to sign. I think a centre back uh, at least. But uh, yeah, need to see how the season goes on. Of course, if that's uh, because I think on the average, I don't know the average age exactly from the defenders from uh, from I, but I think they are mainly over thirty as well, which could be concern in, in terms of uh, of injuries and stuff but I, th I think that's if they can if they can uh, get the squad uh, strengthened on, in, in, in the back then obviously they uh, they can uh, they can compete for uh, for the top uh, European spots yeah they they signed the um what's his name Gagliolo the defender from Regia didn't they uh, sorry Reggio 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 Calabria whatever you want to call him I forget the name of the club uh, has he even played he has yeah, he, remember he, has, yeah. he was he was the one that got done uh, uh, twice uh, it was uh, we spoke about it it was a match was it Ayers yeah there was you it go yes, yeah, yes, he got him. done he got done twice by oh. by the by the by uh, Dingini Oh my goodness! So he's a thirty-three-year-old. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, against Carmiodis, I ended up playing Roberge in defence instead. Yep, yep. He's but, thirty-six. You know, he's thirty-six. Uh, they've got the, the the back two that they had last season. There, Milicevic over thirty and as well. Yep. 
the only one, the only one you can really look at in central defence who's not over thirty is Cadellari, and he's always injured. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's, they, they, they need, they need something there. Now, the good thing is obviously the clean sheets that they got for the last couple of games. It means Pirich's confidence goes up a bit, which means we might see kind of the performances that Ike were getting from him last season, especially towards the, at the beginning of the season. So that can only be a good thing. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, Let's move on to the next game. Now, oh, before well. we move on to the next game, Boo. I think we, need, we, we need to talk about Mr. Yannis Violaris and his statement. Oh, yes. How dare I forget? My goodness. Yeah. So oh sh- shall, sh- shall I shall I read what he said uh, yeah. after the match, and then you you pick out what he said that's wrong? Okay. I, I know where this is going. I, I, yeah. I'll let Eric decide. Uh, yeah, I'll let Eric. Eric, decide, Eric yeah. might not know where this is going, so I'll just read okay. what he said. Perhaps it I, think, I think I think yeah, I I read it, but uh... <laughs> yeah. So perhaps it has but, been decided. Uh, that to, Gagnon, to, for, wait, wait, wait! For the benefit what? of our listeners, you need to explain yeah. who this guy is. Oh, sorry. Yes. So, Yannis Violaris, Johnny Violins, right? He's the director of football at Garmiodisa right now. Uh, he's the person who's in charge of sacking the seven managers that they had last season, and the fact that he's on his third manager this season. It's mostly. He's the one who's involved in the decision making for all of this. Anyway, I'll read off. I'll read off the statement, and then you tell me once I've finished where the bit is that's wrong. So, perhaps it has been decided that Garmiodisa should not be in the first division. We will not accept this. The people running the team will try to change the climate inside and outside the dressing room and inside Cyprus. They should understand that Garmiodisa is not the kicker. For too many matches, Garmiodisa was treated in an insulting manner. It is not tolerable. We will act legally and knock on doors where we need to talk. And let me tell you something. When you can't avoid rape, enjoy it. I've passed through grassroots, the third division, the second division, the national army. I feel ashamed. People will speak where they should speak. Respect all those who work in Garmiodisa to offer spectacle and be among the elite. I hope the messages go where they should. According to the email sent by the CFA, they told us not to shoot the referees. Send us a message and talk to us. And none of that was lost in translation, by the way. Yeah, that's all translated properly. Yeah. So no, but but I think what, <laughs> what what he says and what what what, what in, in this in this in this position it it shows what uh, what's going on at uh, at Kamitis at the moment. It's it's like uh, you see you see that they they struggle off off the pitch on the pitch. It's 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 like whole uh, yeah. It's, it's uh, what you make of it. <laughs> the, the the language he uses is incredible. Uh, when you can't avoid rape, enjoy it. That's absolutely yeah. insane language. It's atrocious. So, but the reporting on it. Basically, the sports websites in Cyprus, Gerkida reported it as strong complaints. Supersport originally called it a very harsh statement. And sportive.com.cy didn't call it up at all. They just, they just said, this is what he said, and just, and just put it out there like a plate of shit for people to look at. It's, I, I don't, 
They didn't we say made, anything about it. We made more of a fuss about it than anyone else, really. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, then two days later, a letter is sent by uh, Josie Christodoulou, who's the Commissioner for Gender Equality, to the Cypriot Organization for Sports and the Cyprus FA, calling the comments acceptable, which they are. Um, and then once obviously this letter came out, every it was like there was a fire and everybody had to, you know, go with their buckets to chuck some water on it to put it out. You had uh, uh, Supersport actually issued an opinion article going, he should apologize. Oh, you know. Um, and then obviously yesterday, Monday, uh, he did, but in writing. He didn't call press conference or nothing. He apologized in writing. Regarding it, it, the issue, it only took 48 hours for uh, them to issue an apology. <laughs> but it's it's not just that. It's it's the it's written like he wouldn't dare show his face to apologize <laughs> at the place where he did the press the, the, the statement in the first place. But anyway, regarding the issue that has arisen after the statements I made at the end of the match on Saturday, 20th of October, 2023, between the teams Ayaklarnaga and Karmodis FC, I wish to express my sincere apologies for my unfortunate way of expressing myself, which justifiably caused the unfavorable comments of the sports fans and not only. I also want to state that I had absolutely no intention of offending the dignity and status of any of our fellow human beings. I express once again my sincere apologies for any convenience caused. Thank you for understanding. Yanis Violaris, Director of Football Department, Garmiodis AFC. It's literally a lawyer wrote the apology because he references like specifically a date, a time, who the teams were that were playing you know and being like using very long words so it's literally it's been written by his legal representative and he's just put the x at the bottom to sign it well i don't think he's gone to the local gafenior and seen the guy playing tavli and just asked him to write a statement for him because <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a different kind of statement altogether yeah It'll be it will be more like I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry if this caused offence. <laughs> Do you know what? If we had any other guest on this show, they would be surprised. But Eric being in Cyprus for the last eleven years, this is just normal, isn't it? <laughs> no, but that's why I think, uh, like you say before, Tassels, that nobody really was like wondering. Yeah, it's, it's just going passing by in this what it is you know exactly. especially when when you see this especially when you see uh if you fo focus it more on Carmiotisa what's going on this season that like well this fits into the things what's going on there really yeah <laughs> as normal as an empty can of Mr Brown rolling down the street uh that's as normal as it gets really normal as it gets right let's move on to a club that is in top form at the moment and that is Anorthosi beating Doxa 2-0 away from home. Oh, guess what? Anorthosi didn't struggle to beat Doxa. Chico Bansa gave the Anorthosi side, or gave the Anorthosi, gave Anorthosi the, the lead with a goal which was given as offside at the beginning, but due to VAR, they turned it around. They said, no, not offside. It's a goal. You can celebrate as much as you want. Do all the dancing that you like. Um, great for the socials, obviously. 
And then Gasama made it two with a lovely scissor kick. And he celebrated just like uh, Bafatimbi Gomis. A fantastic celebration. Don't you think, Thasso? Yeah, they're pulling out all the stops, aren't they? I mean, you can see <laughs> with, <laughs> with Chico Banza's celebration, you can see uh, like Helder Ferreira and Ferrer uh, came up behind him and started slapping him on the back of the head. And he went down <laughs> as if he was injured. <laughs> 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 oh, it's amazing. But yeah, the um, Anorthosi, I think, have been very impressive this season with the way that they've gone around doing things professionally as well against teams like Loxa, uh, finishing them off early and then kind of slowing the game down um but even even when they're playing some of the bigger teams as well so i think i personally think that an orthodoxy are going to be are going to be up there at the end of the season even with the injuries that they've got well i think it's a strong possibility and when you've got anderson guerrera coming off the bench anything can happen <laughs> oh yeah or oh, left back extraordinaire oh god uh. Uh, Eric, what do you make of Anorthosi this season? Because I think Gallejo has done a fantastic job in the short space of time that he's had, plus the players coming in, the players leaving. Musunda got a few minutes as well. Do you think they'll be challenging this season? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I was uh, I was also quite surprised uh, because I, I was uh, attending the uh, the last matches of the season. Uh, at the notices with uh, some of the directors from the club and then they already mentioned the big project what they all uh, was looking at to change like uh, big changes of course and lowering the budget and getting the expensive players out so then you already it's difficult to build a team but if you see what they've done now and what they brought in and really get the fence of notices behind it again because uh, Nearly all the games are uh, close to selling out now, which uh, which gives the club, I think, uh, a massive boost. And like you say, with, which if you see the players they brought in, they they really uh, bring it up. And of course, the coach uh, seems seems to be doing it, uh, enjoying himself uh, with uh, the game, uh, for, with the, the the way they they, they play the the game. Uh, and of course, the, for you uh, especially, maybe interesting to see the the, the guy who came over from, uh, from who played in England, Musonda. What's his name? Musonda, yeah. But yeah, he hasn't been really been he hasn't been really uh, on the pitch. I think two games he came he came on, but uh, but yeah, that they can attract these kind of players uh, with with even a lower budget. You know, it's uh, it's quite uh, quite good to see. It's I think and uh, and what they I think they have is also a good mixture between uh, some younger players and uh, experienced players I think that uh, that they really got that uh, together uh, and as yeah, I, I, said I think if, if they can, can, can continue like this that they, they should uh, challenge for the for the European spots Oh, for sure. And, and to be honest, I've been very impressed with uh, Wagi, the uh, the right-back, and Fran Garcia. They've both come in, obviously not knowing the Cypriot League. Um, the right-back coming with a big reputation as well. And it's almost as if it, they're like a duck to water. They've come into the league, no problem. They're just settled in, played their football, and obviously Anorthosi are, are benefiting from it, Tasso. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's not just that. I think their their recruitment policy as well has been to find players who have played with each other before. So there's like, I think, two or three players that they brought in this summer who, who played for Burgos before, for instance. Um, but yeah, like, add Beloda, the goalkeeper, Wagier, you had uh, Castel. A lot of players coming come from the, the Segunda. I think it's still called the Segunda in Spain. But yeah, uh, a lot of players that already knew each other and they come in with a team that was kind of uh, the, the team that um, uh, the manager before last season. Which one? <laughs> Which one? But, uh, the, uh, um, with with the, the players that kind of here he brought in not just um but the youth players as well so you've got players like Ioanno who's now captain of the team you've got um um who's that Julio who's uh who's in and around the team he's only what yeah. 18 19 years old uh, whenever he's come on he's been fantastic there's and there's uh, two or three other players as well that have been really good for them uh, and it's Seven, 17 years of age yes yeah exactly and they, and they kept this this core uh set of players you know, Waris, for instance you know is one of those one of those players but they've kept um, it's 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 only a small core, but it, it's it's a core that they could build from, and they've built from it very impressively, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I've been impressed with Barudi as well. Barudi seems to be yeah. coming on leaps and bounds. He, he's always improving. So, yeah, let's see how the season progresses for Anorthosi. And um, the final game of our highlights, Abolon absolutely battering Ayers 5-0. Valbuena with a cracking goal honestly this guy he just doesn't get older does he it doesn't look like he gets older anyway he's like uh, I don't know got that uh, that young blood uh, Marquez made it two Perret scored two as well one from the spot and an own goal making it 5-0 for Abolo on top of the league five wins three draws still unbeaten Eric Milojevic has come in he's steadied the ship are they serious title contenders my friend yeah, I think uh, uh, at the moment, I think they're, they, they're even better than uh, Aris at the moment. Uh, just on the fact that they are defensively uh, more stable. Because Aris gives away sometimes, in my opinion, the two easy goals away. Uh, and that's why uh, Anotis, uh, sorry, Apollon uh, with the Dutch goalkeeper who came in, I think he's already had now four or five clean sheets, if I'm correct. Four Obviously, like I say, it's as a whole defence. Uh, yeah, four in a row, I think he had here now with uh, IS. I was at the game, I saw the game also, and uh, there was never a threat that IS would uh, would even uh, grab a point uh, at home. But, uh, yeah, like uh, like you say, with Valbuena, is 39 years of age, but it's, he still has the qualities, and uh, it doesn't seem to, he's he came to Cyprus to uh, to just go on holiday. <laughs> if you see what's been doing uh, football. over the last few games, he's been really uh, 
<laughs> Benjamin Benjamin Button, isn't it? No, but they they'd be really good, and uh, and also the uh, yeah, also Mark Marquez, who uh, who they took from uh, the Netherlands. He was in uh, Nijmegen, where he he was struggling to get goals, uh, but he's been he's been doing well here. But also, uh, if you saw the full game of against IZ, he he should have scored. I think two or three more one-on-ones. He he struggled with the ball where he missed. I, th- I think if he gets more into his game, he he could be the the top scorer of uh, of the league, obviously. But uh, yeah, they they've been doing yeah, well. I think so. I think they're uh, they're happy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Marquez is the guy that I tipped to be top goal scorer on, on last week's episode. I, I think he's top, you know. He's, and the thing is, all right, he didn't score a hat-trick against Ayers, which he probably should have done with the chances that he had. But when you look at his running off the ball, when you look at his first touch, the movement, it, it, he's a different level. He's a different level head of separate football, I believe, anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, good luck to him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I had to, I had to look at a couple of the stats as well to just to just just to see how the game went because obviously you know it's five nil, um, but Abolon were only one nil up at half time. So Val, Valbuena scored the, the fantastic free kick, absolute beautiful goal, beautiful goal. Can't can't say more than that. It's just it's just really nice to see. Um, but yeah, uh, I had a look at. Bolon had 60% possession, saying that Ayers had 10 shots at goal. Um, Bolon had nine shots on target, and Ayers only had three. So it kind of that shows you kind of the domination that Bolon had over Ayers over the whole game. But yeah, Pedro Marquez is. Uh, I said I said last week that. You know, um, we'll see whether or not he's going to end up being top goal scorer. But he's he's he's, he's winning me over slowly. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the I looked at the goal scorer stats as well. It's Franz Sol top with nine, and then Gagulis on six, and then a load of players with five, including Pedro Marquez. And he didn't play the first three four games of the season either, did he? So. <laughs> Mm, scary. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and let's not forget that Abolon have only conceded three goals this season. Um, and I stand corrected on the goalkeeper. He's kept five clean sheets in a row. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so, it's, yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's what Milojevic does, doesn't he? He makes he makes the defense uh, more solid where it comes. We saw it Abuel last year. You know the the defensive um, work that. Abuel had, especially in the first half of the season, he's he's repeating this with Abolon, but obviously, um, with the more attacking intent that we didn't necessarily see uh, at Abuel. Mm. So, so yeah, yeah. Abolon are a very scary proposition for the other teams in the top six. I think you're going to see Milojevic coming out in a press press conference, clean sheets. That's what I do, like Mark Henry. Yeah. <laughs> to mention about about the the Dutch goalkeeper, what, uh, what is also quite interesting uh, to see in, in in the games is that you can really see that because he had his academy at Ajax Amsterdam, and it's it's not just a a, a line keeper. So what he he does, he, he drives up the ball, 
in, in various moments that he tries to uh to, to get the attention of all the players to and then he's got a great pass to uh to put players the one-to-one uh up front obviously he had already one assist from from, from these kind of moments but i think that's also a really key part in how how they build up the the game sometimes apollo if you look at the the games how, how they how they set it when where it starts really from when you look at the goalkeeper from some some of the goals was he was he at ajax with botman or and delete or was that a different age group no 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 that's no that's no that's a different age group that, 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 no, that, age group. that, that i think they are uh, they've got at least five years difference five years yeah. okay he, he went up to the under twenty under twenty one and then he moved uh, moved moved away. Okay, okay. Well, he's he's doing well so far, so I don't think anyone can complain. <laughs> well, he won't anyway. All right. Well, let's move on to Ael. Who'd have thought that they would make the main uh, highlights? But it's the Tony Goskela era, and it's begun with a victory. 2-1 against Othello. Thasso? Yeah. Did you did you notice much of a difference with this aisle to the aisle that we've seen the past few weeks? Well. Uh, and don't say they won. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you can you can definitely see a difference. Obviously, there's only going to be small incremental changes. Uh we had an international break, so because Gala had a couple of weeks already with the team, so the kind of the biggest increment kind of we, we saw between between the two. So we saw a bit more attacking intent than what we would have done otherwise. The issue, obviously, is it's Othello, so you would expect a team like Ayer to kind of go at them with a bit more of the, on the front, front foot. So maybe. You know, we're not seeing quite what he wants from the team yet. Maybe we need to see, you know, once they start playing, you know, your Nea Salaminas, your um, uh, Ajax and, and whatnot to see what what he really wants uh, this team to play like. Um, you know, narrow win. I, I, would, I, I would think they would have wanted something a bit more... Um, Bit more solid uh, as well. Ayer's first goal and Othello's goal are basically like when, when you see the two matched up against each other, they're almost carbon copies. Like same, same, uh, same side of the pitch and everything. It's uh, yeah, it's a very, 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 very interesting game to uh, to, to keep an eye on anyway. Especially you know with with <laughs> Muriel being Muriel in goal. Kind of seeing his reaction every time there's a save or a shot go through, he, he's he's a bit more vocal. I found as well than uh, than he was when uh, uh, the previous manager was there. What do you think? Well, they didn't play four one four one. No, which, they did not. There you go. See, that's the first change of the four two three one. The fullbacks got forward a lot, a lot, and when you see someone like Jalma on the left-hand side, who is dangerous when he gets forward. Um, and he almost scored, I believe, in the first half. And 
Did. He's even put faith in Magris, would you believe him? Magris gave them the lead. Yeah. So it, it seems, well, judging by the goal celebrations and everything else, it seems that they were pretty happy um, with the head coach and the way that they celebrated with him. But there were some nervy moments, as we saw with the equaliser from Othello. Um, horrible goal to concede, to be honest, but let's get it right. With those kind of balls in the box, it's horrible for a defender, horrible for a goalkeeper, but you'd expect them to, to clear their lines. It wasn't one of those proper whipped-in uh, crosses with, with, this, with this pace that is unstoppable. Um, obviously, they needed to be a header on the ball, but the fact is, um, Mendoza came off the bench and he scored the winner, got booked in the 86th minute for taking off his shirt, but you know, winning ugly, that's all that matters, isn't it? If you you win the game, you get the three points, that's that's all that matters, no? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean that's it, isn't it? That 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 is it. It's it's you you'd think is is this fight back from IL a bit after the equalizer from Othello, would they would they you would you have seen that um with the previous manager? No chance. Well, yeah, no I chance. Think, yeah, heads would have gone down the game probably wish they won or draw. Um, well, they probably would have lost. You think they would have lost it as well? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, if you look at the end, didn't they get an equaliser which was uh, disallowed for, was it offside, I believe? If I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it was an offside goal. Didn't Othello got a goal in, in injury time? Here we go. I think we're about to see it, no? Here we oh, go. Othello grab an equaliser, but it's ruled out for, for offside. Ah, see? Mm. I tricked you! Ah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah. They probably would have lost that under the previous head coach. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Listen, Eric, look, I don't know about you, but it just seems that in Cyprus, while there are clubs that are very trigger-happy and they sack coaches for for bad results do you think that perhaps the IL players didn't do their previous head coach any favors with some of their performances or do you just think that maybe it was time for him to go yeah like like you say it's always difficult to say about players what they if they if they don't want to give everything but I saw the game live in Achna for example that was a one nil win if I'm correct for Achna but yeah that performance was, was extremely poor there when when they had the ball, the right winger, I don't remember his name. Uh, he just walked the ball twice over the line. He's just, with nobody around him, you know, it's like what, what, did it, what they were doing at the time. But but with IL, I always get the feeling they, they've been struggling for... I mean, they want to be there at the top, but they've been struggling for, well, three, four years now. They haven't been really up to top four, at least. Yeah, well, three, three years ago when it's challenge, yeah. Yeah, so it's been three years. They they don't really want can can push into well, let's say top four. But let's see if that changes now with the new coach. I mean, they've got a few players that are really uh, they can they can bring something extra to to the team. But uh, if you look at the other teams at the moment in the in the league, then I don't think IL will be up there uh, any time soon. And obviously, by the Thalos, they, 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 they've been struggling from the start. But um, I, don't, I don't think Othelos have, have been playing that bad, to be honest. 
from from all the games I've seen. But that, the, the the problem they have is is the scoring part, except from the game against Ike. But uh, the, all the other games, they they they, they nearly lost one 0 against Apoel. Obviously, Apoel had the better better uh, better of the game. But uh, if you see in the last five ten minutes, I mean, they if if they really got a decent good striker up front they, they they could grab a few more points here and there but i think that's that that's the key missing part for them i think in january they will be aiming to get a new striker if they still have uh, some budget left <laughs> yeah wow. and the thing is i mean I, I don't know about you guys but it, at the beginning of the season i tipped isle to get relegated and that was purely on the basis who they had as head coach now let's not get it twisted here their squad, I don't think, is good enough to challenge for the title, but I think it's good enough to stay up, right? Yeah. So if you look at them, they they work hard. They've got goals in them. Let's get it right. Uh, and we've seen some of the goals that they scored this season. They can score from outside the box, inside the box. I think it boils down to who is coaching them. And that is, that is the key element of this. It's who is coaching this particular group of players. If you look at, say, Ari and a few other clubs in Cyprus. Yeah, they're dangerous, but they've got the, the the individuals, they've got the players that can turn a game on its head like that. IL, I don't think they've got these these match winners that can that can slot into any other club in Cyprus. So it's down to the head coach to galvanize them and to get the system right. And it looks like this guy's doing a job already. So let's see. Well it's also that and we've seen that there's it looks like there's definitely three teams worse than them at least we've seen it uh, our, our, mm-hmm. uh we we've seen it very well with what's going yeah. on at the moment um lower down the table it's going to be the most pointless group b this season isn't it it's going to I, be the most pointless one i i don't know i really don't know i think really uh, yeah i think um a lot of a lot of those last five or six teams are going to take points off each other, uh, left, right, and centre. I think there's a uh, there's a lot to do. I think there's a couple that are definitely going to go down, but uh, that last spot could be taken by two or three teams. Uh, so I think it's it's it'll be worth keeping an eye on. I think definitely think well, there's. Put this way, I think Garmiodis are going to have more coaches than points this season. Yeah. Oh, no. They're going to... <laughs> Garmiodis, Doxa uh, have scored three, I think, in eight games. Uh, they've lost all eight. Uh, I think they're definitely down. But then you've got Achna, you've got Othello, you've got... Uh, I'm just trying to think who else is down there. Aez. Uh, Aez. I, I wouldn't count Salamina in there, but you, you've got those three teams. I think are going to be battling it out for that for that last place. I think it's going to be very interesting. To keep an eye on that. Okay. Now, yes, that, yes. So we mentioned a new manager coming in, yes. but a man, another manager has gone. We are now we on go. seven managerial. Is it seven? Yeah. Seven managerial casualties after eight. Ocean Seven, mate. Ocean Seven. Yeah, <laughs> We've really exactly. got a few to go to make it eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, so we are. Alex, Alex Watermelon's gone. 
Alex, Alexis Carposi. Yes, thank very you very good. much. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, but yeah, Alexis Carposi is a Cypriot international footballer. Uh, he's been uh, sacked. Well, he's not been sacked. A mutual termination um, um, with, uh, with Othellos, which means now Othellos are managerless for the time being. Yeah. Now, it was it it was a bit of a weird situation because there were half the half the sports websites were reporting that uh, the um, Othello's directors were not happy with him and they were going to they were going to sack him. Others were reporting that it was Garpozis who was going to resign because he, he doesn't feel like he can get anything out of these players. Um, either way, it looks like it's half of one uh, half. Half a dozen of one, six of the other. Um, but yeah, he's gone. Um, so I think it's a shame. He, he, he was getting the team to play some good football, albeit they were unlucky at times to not get the results they were getting. And, um, you know, four of the games they played was was against teams you, you say will be in the top six. You know, Abuel... They had Abolon, which they got one of the points that they that they've got from. You know, they they had a, they, they I I think I think they like let him, they they everybody in that situation gave up too early. You know, except they've got the Aris game coming up, and then after that they've got Loxa and Ayers. Now, if you're still with three points after that, then you should be like okay. We've gone as far as we can. Let's make a change before it goes too too late. But I think they've done it a bit too early. I think uh, at this point. Right, mate. I don't know if you have had the chance because this I've just noticed it, and I don't think any of us uh, knew about this because obviously we've been recording it. But um, there's some bad news. Um, uh, Gigi, the um, the former president of Anorthosis, passed away. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. Okay. That's um, let's see that translate for Eric. So uh, yeah, yeah. The the president of uh, Anorthosis has, uh, has passed. Wow. Okay. That is um, hmm. Wow. I don't know what to say at a time like this. Rest in peace, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, a, that's a, yeah. Wow. Okay. Blimey. Yeah, he, he did. Um, he did go off the radar for a bit, didn't he? Um, obviously, we weren't to know what was going on. Uh, clearly, now we know he's, he was suffering health problems. But yeah, blimey. So uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. I, I don't want to dampen the mood here so shall we move on to the next game yeah yeah let's, good? Do. let's go so omonia beat buffer by two goals to nil i did no chofters yesterday uh so i'm going to leave you two with uh, your opinions and thoughts on the game um well listen I, i've been i've been going like I've had a lot of crap thrown at me for saying that Bafos weren't going to do anything this year. Um, I mean, look, every time they've played somebody in last season's top six, they've 
drew, drawn twice and lost twice. So they've lost 1 0 to Abuel. There's this 2 0 loss here. And they drew 1 0 with Aris and drew 0 0 with Ayek. That's not championship winning form, is it? Um, defensive frailties again. You know, um, I'm not sure what Name was wanting to do, giving away the penalty. Uh, very obvious as well. You know, you can't argue much against it. And even even the second goal that Omonia scored, it was, uh, again, another mistake at the back. Ikoko is tracking Semedo's run, so we're watching it live now. And then he's caught between trying to play the offside trap and staying with the runner. And then he's done neither. And it's uh, it's very disappointing on uh, on Bafos's end. Uh, it's very poor, very poor defending for both the goals. Um, and I think that's that's something that's going to carry on because it's basically what happened last season as well, wasn't it? They had this great run of form um, in the first part of the season, and then when it came to uh, getting into the top six and playing top six teams. They struggled a lot, and it seems to be the same again. At least, at least from what I can see, anyway. I don't know what anybody else thinks. Yeah, I think it's exactly what you what you mentioned. But there's also players like uh, who did a really good first season, like Valakari. I think he hasn't been uh, upping his game uh, really. Everybody, because he was a young player when he. When he came in to Paphos, I think he scored was it more than ten goals in his first season. But I think after after the after that, uh, he hasn't been really uh, up to his game. And again, it's, it's, it's many different changes they make. But if you, if you look at the what Paphos has been doing, or at least to try to create uh, how the facilities are, you know, everything is there uh, for it to be like a top. Uh, a top contender, but it's like you say, Tass, it hasn't been really come out with too many errors at the back and uh, well, not winning the top the top uh, games, let's say. Eric, yeah. what, why, do you, why do you think Buffer have been so hit and miss the past few seasons? Obviously, they've changed head coaches a lot um, and yeah. they, I think their recruitment has been good. But where do you think it's going wrong for this club? It's almost as if they're the nearly men, aren't they? Yeah, I, uh, it's, it's like uh, maybe it would be good if, if there would be a coach for like uh, that they really say, okay, we give you uh, two years and not like, like you say, they change the coach too quickly. There's, uh, there's, never, there's never beneficial for... Uh, for uh, for a team, you know, to, to ch- change uh, so many things because another coach sees it differently, gonna train differently, takes all time, changing players in January window wants to take players what he thinks is good. Then you know it's it hasn't been up the game. Then I don't know if it's the communication uh, because I saw I don't know which game it was. Uh, I think there was one game. I think there were eleven different nationalities. Obviously not a secret player on the pitch, but. Uh, Maybe that's also a thing, but it should it shouldn't really be because I should be talking English. But if you see where the players are from, sometimes I might think they've got communication problems. But who knows? 
Faso, it, it looked like they didn't have a plan B buffer, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, against Abuel is a similar situation. I think their first shot on target was in the 79th minute against Abuel. And against Omonia, they were just, well, they, they could only shoot from range, really, or put the ball across the face of the goal. There, there didn't seem to be a different plan. And even the substitutions that uh, Carcedo made, it didn't really make a difference, clearly. Uh, you said at the beginning of the season, you can't believe that they are being tipped as title contenders. And judging by their performance, I can see why you, you came to that conclusion. But what, what can they do to make things better or even challenge? Well, first of all, uh, they I said that they were missing this, this, this standout central defensive signing. Um, they assigned uh, the, the the Romanian international that Rus, Rus. yeah, yeah. Um, he he wasn't the kind of standard that that they need that they need. Obviously, he's an improvement uh, on some of the players that they had in central defence. He's, he's a very good player, but he's not the kind of player that they that they need. Now, the other thing as well is they went and spent record amount of money on a goalkeeper in Ivosic. And he's he's a fine goalkeeper, but we're with with the conversation that we're having about him is probably the same one we were having about Antosh last season at the beginning. He's he's not a goalkeeper to win a league for you. Um, and you know for some reason they went and signed like three other goalkeepers as well to kind of <laughs> understudy for him. I think mean, it's something it's something stupid. I think. It's now. I think one of the problems as well, obviously, is you've got this. Uh, there's a big demand for results to come at Baffle, like very quickly, and when uh, there's results against top six teams like Omonia uh, and Abuel that aren't really happening. It's not. It's not just uh, Dubov. Up at the top, going mm, mm, yet don't like this. No, uh, it's there. There were some members of the crowd at the game that were booing the players at, at full time. The fact that they're booing the players at full time, even though you know that how many games have they actually lost? They haven't lost that many games. I think it's only the season two. Yeah, it's only the two. That it's this one. And uh, and the Abuel game, oh, well, that they've yeah. lost. so they're not doing badly. You can't say that they're doing badly. They're still in. They're still in there. They haven't dropped off that much. They're not doing badly. It's just that there's this, um, you know, teams being put on a pedestal. Big team. They should be up at the top. A lot of expectations. A lot. Of, kind of a lot is riding on their season and as soon as a hurdle comes up it's we are we've got we've got to change it we've got to pull we've got to change it somehow like for instance berg every time they lost a game they were they, the press secretary had to come out to be like we're not going to sack berg until they did sack him um but you know it's is there's always this cloud hanging above the team as well, which I don't think is is helping much. And I think and that's the, a big problem. And the thing is, mate, the, the next two games are Abolon and Anorthosi, right? 
But after that, they've got Ethnigo, Othello, Salamina, and Garmiodisa. You'd expect 12 points from those four games, right? But the question is, does he survive to, to coach those next those four games? Well, after that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Because, um, Bafo, again, this is, Bafo had very good first part of the season last season. And then top six, their form fell off a cliff. Uh, we, we, I mean, I don't want to blame it on Bruno. I keep saying, <laughs> don't mention Bruno. Uh, but, you know, they signed him and nothing happened. Um, they signed Iversic, nothing happened. It's just, I, I think, it, I don't know what it is with Baffle, but for some reason, whenever they end up with like the top five, top six teams, they just don't perform. And it's a weird one. Eric, I, I'm not sure where Buffalo go from here to Burnis. Now, I, d- I don't want to be all doom and gloom for them because clearly there's a long way to go for the for the season. And let's get it right. They've got a, a strong enough squad, I believe, to compete. But I have to question some of the signings that they make. And I think the left-back, Meluso, they signed in the summer, the Argentinian he, I, I don't know what's happening with him. Has he got a squad number? Is he? I, I don't know what's happening. So sometimes they make these strange signings, and they either don't work out or they just sign for Buffer. You don't see them or hear from them ever. So is it, is this to do with their transfer policy? I know they're doing very well when it comes to their scouting because I think their under under nineteens have been winning the league title at Canter even though most of the players aren't Cypriot. That's another story for another time. So is it just the coaching that's an issue or is it the recruitment that's also an issue now? Uh, Personally, I think it's uh, it's a little bit of a mixture, but I think it's it's mainly of of, of recruitment uh, part because they, they... Obviously, this I think this carried good players, like you say. The, the, I think they because I watched one game of the on the 19s that there's not one secret player who, who plays in there. But uh, uh, last year they had Papastelianu, but he went to Genoa, obviously. Uh, but uh, it's 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 hard to say because I think like the the Brazilian right winger he's he's on loan. They got a few guys from Brazil on loan. But I, I think the whole, uh, it, you, you need to see as a team, you know, if it fits together, they can be individually great players, but as, as a team, it needs to fit. Like Tasso says in, in, in defense, maybe it's, 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 it's not connecting, you know, in, I, I don't know what's, what's the reason behind that, you know, because if you look at the players individually, like Fida, the center back, it's a really decent, good, good center back and, and the other uh, player, but yeah, it's it's hard to put your finger on it, but I think I think it's it has for a big part to do with the uh, recruitment uh, part. And obviously, if if players do not really do well, they will just send them to Akritas and develop them further there. <laughs> because Akritas well, now is is Paphos B, really. But <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> yeah, we don't we don't talk about we don't talk about that either. There's, there's a couple of things we don't talk about. <laughs> I agree with him. I agree. Uh, we, yeah, we 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 agree up to a point. Um, we we not supposed to because that would be uh, a strange thing that's not necessarily allowed, especially since Agritas were in the same league as Baffles last season. But anyway, um, the um, just wanted to mention, remember Pepe? They signed uh, Pepe on loan from Olympiagos. He's appeared twice this season so far. So, it's another player that's kind of joined them and disappeared into the roster. It's it's a, it's, it's a strange situation, that buffer. Um, mm. But, listen, as, right, we also need to mention Omonia a little bit. Like, I know... We need to mention Omonia. They are unbeaten this season. Yes. So far, even though the draws have been against teams that they shouldn't be drawing against. But anyway, the um, if they end up, if they keep the performances up against the top six, that's uh, they seem to be putting against the other top six teams. Then, you know, they. They've got a good chance to do something this season. As 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 much as it hurts me to say, Omonia have got a good chance to do something this season, I think. Um but yeah. Yeah. Um for sorry for our Brazilian friends and listeners, but Bafos the the tops they they desperate for that top six. Um and I think they're going to struggle with it just because of how well other teams around them are doing. Mate, getting into Europe is their main ambition. Ed, they're it not doing it. They're the, not doing it. At this rate, no. At this rate, no. You know, a couple of years ago when Constantine came in and he steadied the ship, he got them in the highest ever finish. And then last season, they missed out on Europe. This season, they need it. They, they, they certainly need it if they are to kick on. But uh, look, it's, it's a long season, so we can't really... Say too much, anyway. So and and, yeah. and you got the cup, you got the, you got the cup, obviously, which gives you the European spot. So that could be yep. also uh, think of on one point that they just uh, uh, f- focus on that one. I think they got a very easy draw anyway in the first game. So yeah. <laughs> there, you there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Thasso. Have well, there, there isn't really much news, is there? I think it's it's quiet in comparison to previous weeks, isn't there? Yeah, I mean there isn't much to yell about uh, so yeah. much. I made some notes. Uh, Spiros Neofididis uh, got involved into a, got involved in another argument with the Cyprus FA. Oh no! Um, I mean everything he said when he was being interviewed on Supersport FM last week. We completely, I, I personally completely agree with everything he said. Yep. Uh, he was talking about making changes required at the Cyprus FA, including coming up with a joint plan for the ethnic and the youth teams, making the sh- making sure that players of all ages don't train on infrastructure from the lower leagues. For instance, the under-17s for this uh, friendly tournament that they're doing with the Portugal and the Netherlands, and I can't remember the fourth team, but they're doing a little tournament for the under 17s and the Cyprus under 17s are training at the at the community stadium of Birga yeah where the mighty uh, Athletic Enosi Birgon play 
do, do you know do you know what level they play at? I, um, I, I'm I'm guessing coffee shop league. Well, it's fifth level on the pyramid. So you've got coffee shop league. Yeah, you've got first <laughs> division, second division, third division. You've got stock, stock epileptics or whatever it's called, and then yeah. you've got a you've got a bunch of leagues below that for each about here and each area. So they're in one in one of those. Right, and you've got your under seventeens training on that pitch. So that's that. That was one of the things he mentioned. Instead, yeah. So um, the and he also mentioned something we talked about uh, last week, but not last week, two weeks ago, is a full time scouting team. And when he said that, I went, "Oh, well, that's a good idea, isn't it?" Mm. Um, but yeah, he mentioned that four million euros of investment would be required by the Cyprus FA to get everything up to the point where it needs to be for the ethnic to not be the embarrassment that it is at the moment. And uh, but in the meantime, he mentioned somebody by name, the um, uh, technical director um, who's in charge of the national teams in Cyprus. And he mentioned him and said that he didn't have the uh, the top UEFA co- coaching qualification that you would expect to uh, somebody to have. Now, the Cyprus FA heard that bit in particular and released a statement saying, we consider as unacceptable and reprehensible from the president of the players' union in times when the results of our national teams justifiably cause concern. His references to the qualifications of specific persons and the commentary he makes do not honour him, nor the institution he represents. Those who are really interested in the future and the presence of the national teams can be sure that the Cyprus FA, where necessary, will take the corresponding decisions. Now, what a load of bollocks. Um, but yeah, Neofididis had a response. So he went on Supersport oh, FM God. again, kind of to respond to, to this statement to the Cyprus FA. You know, it's, uh, like he actually responded to the post that uh, you'd put on Twitter about it to say that everything I said was with the utmost respect. Here's the radio interview and sent a link to the radio interview. I think he got the link wrong, so he went somewhere else. But... I found the interview anyway and listened to it. And for about 15, 20 minutes, he talks about the problems that are occurring with the Cyprus FA and the national team. And he says exactly what we've been saying this whole time. But because he's inside, he knows a bit more. So, for instance, he mentioned the technical director with the, who hasn't got the full UEFA qualifications. Anyway, he had a response. The last announcement was misguided and unfortunate, and this is recognized by the whole world. We talk and try to help. There was nothing offensive said about any person. Some people should understand that they should open their ears and listen to some things. (laughs) Some are offended because we say some self-evident things. I'm a fan of Spiros. I don't know about you. (laughs) Look, he is very welcoming. He's very supportive of what we do. He engages with us. And I don't have 
any problem with that. And to be honest, he's very fair. And if there is something that we put out um, content-wise, he, he will say it like it is. Now, again, I don't have a problem with that because, you know what, at least it shows that he cares. Here's the difference. You know, we can tweet the CFA as much as we want, but we'll end up getting blocked, regardless of how positive we, we are or as constructive we are with our criticism. Now, Eric, if the KMVB um, had the same attitude to football as the Cypriot FA would, you guys wouldn't be producing world-class players, would you? No, it's, 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 but like you say, it starts from grassroots, but up towards how they uh, they did it in Cyprus. But yeah, a lot, a lot obviously needs to change. If you, if you look at the... Uh, the things uh, are set up if you just call out the small thing that play that they get the fines if they don't put the separate players for some clubs it's like uh it's like a change at the at the Brimtero, you know it's uh it's, it's nothing for them so they they, they absolutely is it's no it's no stick behind the door saying oh you you really need to put because that means they really need to put an investment on uh on the separate players which is yeah I think because back in the days they used to have the under 21 league in in cyprus i think that's already could be a good opportunity if they say all right we, we bring back the under 21 league for at least the first and the second division teams who can who play on uh, tuesday and wednesday for example and that they can play three uh, or four compensation players that don't play with the first team and they can they can play four players in in the under 21 league that are over the age limit to even to raise the level and also for Cypriot youngsters to to get a lot of minutes in there because if you look at some of the youngsters in several clubs that are really have the potential but they stay there and they don't develop if you call out for example the guy who was on loan with uh, Omonia uh, Henry Bates he's been on the bench for two years now with Ike, which yeah, is no development, and he will not be. Uh, and you got a few other uh, players that are like this, but it's for example the guy you mentioned, Tassos from uh, Anotsis, Julio, yeah, seventeen-year-old. Yeah, it's for for this kind of players. I think it would be interesting uh, that they really should say, "All right, we're going to loan him out." Even he's 17. You, you, you see the, the past what happened with Foti. Obviously, his father owns uh, Ormidia uh, Club, but he took him when he was 16. And he played, uh, he, I think it was even third division back in the days when he was 15. I know he was 15 years old. And he scored about eight or eight goals. And, and then he went on to, uh, I don't think it might be straight, went to went to Germany, you know. But that's how the young players, they, 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 they get the development if they play senior football that's what you see in the netherlands they have teams uh, second second teams they play in senior leagues in germany exactly the same uh, in various countries in, in spain in uh, but yeah in, in cyprus they took it under 21 away and like you see with Paphos on the 19 now they, it's full of foreigners you know so where where did the Cypriot players go it's just there's no no opportunities for them, you know, to see. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, the structure is all. I don't know how you look at looking at it, but uh, I, th I think if they bring 
back and on the 21 league it's it's already been it's already like uh, uh how do you call it it's, it's already an, an improvement for this you know and maybe if the federation is going to say all right if you don't put two players uh per, per game you you might lose lose a point you know and then then obviously they will do it <laughs> i don't know if well, they can uh, technically but <laughs> yeah it's it's a, it's a weird one because the Cyprus FA in the summer, they tried to introduce a reserve league. Um, and they yeah, offered they it out. Yeah, they offered it out to all the teams in the first division and the second division. And in the end, they only had, I think, three or four positive responses to it. So in the end, they put they put that idea in the bin. Nobody wanted to do it. Yeah, it's it, it's financially also for some clubs, I guess, because they, they need to have a little bit of bigger uh, bigger squad. You know, you need to uh, you need to have more I players, mean, obviously. It, <laughs> I I would argue you wouldn't because you would end up using those separate players that would otherwise be sat stewing in the under 19s Yeah, yeah, not game game time. Yeah, you, but. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a difficult one uh, one to call, but yeah, obviously, uh, I think to to add second division because that's what happened exactly in the Netherlands. They on one point the, the Dutch federation said, "All right, we how do we want to improve the uh, the young players?" And they gave the opportunity to uh, I don't know if it was the top eight clubs or. Or some, or all of the clubs in the in the first division. If you want to compete your team in in the in the second division, you are allowed. And Feyenoord didn't do it at the end uh, of financial reasons, but they they big, uh, they they really regret it now because they got the team in the under twenty one league and they can't go out really because they they keep getting second. And if they win, they need to play a championships playoff, and it's really really difficult to. To get a team uh, into uh, and you see it obviously from the teams that that took the chances they really pay off with young players going going everywhere and getting game time the the one team that is doing that is is agridas yeah they <laughs> so the agrid no 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 the, the agridas I think it's either the Agritas B team or under 21s. I'm not sure what they're called, but they they play in the in the Bafos Agrodigo in the fifth pyramid, and they did they did so well last season that they got into the tournament to be able to get into the Stocker Bilechtigis. Now I think they finished fifth in that tournament, which means they didn't get promoted. But they got close enough to get into the get into the fourth division in Cyprus, and it and Agridas did like from from all the teams in the top two divisions, it's the only one I've seen actually do something to try and lift it up a little bit. It's an interesting yes. one. Yeah, the, I mean there are a few. If you look at this. Cypriot players abroad, then uh, I, I was expecting actually from uh, maybe a team as, as Paphos or Aris uh, in January, maybe they, what, what I think 
what would be great for Aris if they can try to get, let's say, Lifey's uh, back to Cyprus. I don't know if he wants to, but yeah, that could he, be like no, he does. Relief. He does. He does want to. He's he he said so in the summer. He wants to go back. He, he wants to move back to Cyprus. Yeah. So I think if Aris would be able to sign a player like that, then uh, obviously, uh, as they could use something defensively uh, and bring back obviously like a Cypriot player to the league, then uh, it would be would be really really good for the for the league and for the. Well, Cyprus national team, he would be called up anyway. But if you look at the players abroad, would you would you think Tassos uh, Rural Sotiri should be in the squad someday? So, ah, uh, you've opened you've opened a big old can of worms there. Rural Sotiri should be in that team. He should already be in that team with Hector Gibriano, with Nick Tarula, with uh, countless others. Um, uh, there's a there's a Watford under a Watford Academy goalkeeper Gabriel Ortelli who we've interviewed who went to Cyprus in the summer to get his passport sorted so he can play for the Cypriot uh, for the Cypriot national team and go through the youth teams and things like that. No call up for him. Nothing. He's he's had nothing and he's and he's you know he's he's in the Watford under twenty threes right now and. He's, yeah, he's, I've seen, he's had, yeah. yeah, he's had nothing. You know, you know, we've got two more players in Watford's under 18s. Yeah, uh, Georgiou and yeah. I can't Will remember the other one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, look, look, looking at players from who came from uh, from England, the, like Anthony uh, Georgiou. Yeah, I think that was. I was yeah. expecting a lot from him. But at the yeah. moment he's on the bench for Paralini in the second yeah. division. That I really didn't expect that to, to happen. But mm. yeah. from what I've seen, when he when he was at Spurs in the in the under twenty ones, it looked really good to me. But it didn't really work out for him. Yeah, there's a couple of players like that. There's like Dimitris Froxilias as well. So he went into Scotland yeah. and performed well enough, and then came and then, then went to Cyprus and. I think he is. Where is he? Is it? Not sure, mate. Not sure. He's in the second division, anyway. Anyway, regardless, regardless, that's lots of that's. Yeah. Well, I no, no, I don't want to talk about Almonia anymore. But I, <laughs> I want to bring up. I just want to bring up something. So just a little bit of uh, comedy, just to. Um, Oh, okay. Just to balance, just to balance it out at the end is um, we'll go back to the Omonia, the Bafos Omonia match. Yes. And uh, so uh, there were some complaints from Omonia regarding a twelfth man uh, kind of getting involved for for Bafos. Um, so basically, there was a like a police jeep that was parked behind uh, a hoarding and uh, people <laughs> for people who can't see the image it's it's a police vehicle that's parked behind an advert for the flying pig sport barring grill poetic <laughs> oh man it's, it's i i can't believe it i i can't believe that that was <laughs> it's, i mean 
if you want if you want advertising for the flying pig i guess that's how you do it <laughs> this is perfect for the twitter account images that go hard <laughs> it's 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 ah uh, it's amazing i can't believe it oh. uh now um the Apparently, during every Omonia attack in the first half, somebody would go turn on the lights of the Jeep <laughs> to put off the players. Now, I say apparently because we got this from Omonia fans uh, in, in the Discord. Uh, and But even so, Omonia, the team, the, the directors actually put a complaint in to say, like, what the hell's the what the hell's going on here now um i think it's uh who was it uh sigma live i think contacted the police to ask them about it and so the the police had to bring out a statement about the flying pig jeep (laughs) um at the end of the first half at approximately 1945 a representative of omonia approached the police officer of the match reporting to him that a police patrol car, which is among other patrol cars inside the track of the stadium, that the small lights are on, resulting in a reflection from the floodlights. It was indeed established that a patrol car behind the goalposts attacked by the Omonia team in the first half had its small lights on, as a result of which an immediate instruction was given to turn off the lights as it was done. There was no intention to do anything. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Flying pigs. This is pigs. This is Cyprus. Do you know there, there is another story, but I don't know if you want to go into this because you can go on for ages about this one. Your mate. Oh, the interview. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that, or shall we wait for another time? We're, we've done an hour and a half. And we've done an hour and a half. Right. Let's, let's just say he gave an interview. He spoke a lot of truths and a lot of crap as well. Right. Uh, yeah. But it, the biggest piece of crap that I will mention, right, is right at the end, he said, my mistake was that I consented to the suspension of the championship due to the coronavirus. It's the first time I've said that. I thought it was the right choice. In hindsight, I say it was the wrong decision. Now, he said that with regards to the club's finances. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, coronavirus is the fault that uh, Abuel are 30 million in debt plus 30 million in obligations on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's coronavirus fault. It's not the fault of bad financial mismanagement of this prick. Right, it's Corona, right? And the other thing is, right? If he didn't cancel the season, Omonia would have won the championship. Yeah, but truth be told, mate, even if he wanted the championship to continue, I'm pretty sure the Cypriot government would have had something to say about it. Probably, but um, he put it in such a way to say that it was me. I said we should cancel it, and that's oh, why it got okay. cancelled. Okay, so we, we must thank Bedridi for yeah. the unofficial league title and then getting into the Champions League qualifiers. Cheers, Maggie. Thank you. Appreciate Piece it. Shit, man. 
Get him out. Get him out. I hate I him. Gonna, let, let's, anyway. let's, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it yeah. up. Enough. Enough. Because I, I haven't lost my marbles on this episode. I think it's been all you. So I think I think we've redressed the balance somewhat. Yes? So, um, Eric, thank you for joining us again, my friend. Um, I know you, you're a couple of hours ahead of yeah. us in Cyprus. Before we let you go, just remind our viewers and our listeners where we can find your social media, your website, etc., etc. Uh, for the Dutch players in Cyprus, you will find it uh, on Instagram. Uh, maybe you can link it or somewhere uh, we can uh, put that there. And obviously, they can have a look at the website of uh, Luxury Cyprus. And uh, it was a pleasure uh, joining you guys. Thank you very much. And hopefully, we'll yeah, have you, you back on again. Excellent. Right, that's it for another episode night. of This Is Mappa. You too, mate. So this is another episode of This Is Mappa in the book. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, at This Is Mappa. We've got a Discord. We've got a Facebook page. We'll be back very, very soon because, hey, the saga continues. Good night, everyone. <laughs>